This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Here we go. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Free speech is back. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. That's another place. Now. Kramer says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. It is Friday, October 21st, and you are listening to the Kramer Says Podcast. Welcome. I think I said that already, didn't I? I think we started that way. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Big news today. Steve Bannon just got sentenced to four months in jail because he, he didn't want to talk to Liz Cheney and the rest of the rhinos and Democrats who are holding an unconstitutional hearing in Congress. They are not allowing people to testify for themselves. They're not allowing um, witnesses. They're not allowing anything. It's just, it's a show trial. It's a kangaroo court. And so today, uh, Steve Bannon was sentenced to four months in jail. He has until the, I believe, the 15th to appeal that. Otherwise, he has to appear and and go to federal prison for four months. He will appeal. In fact, this is what he tells um, his detractors about what he plans to do next and what they should be looking for in the next three weeks. Hang on. I, I, I wanna, uh, by the way, I want to say one thing. I, I respect uh, the judge. The sentence he came down with today is his decision. I fully respect. I've been totally respectful of this entire process uh, on the legal side. I also want to make one other statement before I talk about a broader topic. More than any person in the Trump administration... I testified before the Mueller Commission for more hours. I testified in front of uh, Chair Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee more than any other person in the Trump administration. I, attest- I testified in front of the Senate Intelligence, I think, more than any- all about the issues related uh, to, uh, to Russiagate, to all of that, okay? The same process every time. I had lawyers that were engaged. They worked through the issues of privilege, and at that time, I went and testified. And, I, and, and this thing about uh, I'm above the law is an absolute and total lie. Now, more importantly, more importantly, the judge, today was my judgment day by the judge, and he stated in, for the appeal, and we'll have a very vigorous appeals process. I've got a great legal team, and there'll be multiple areas of appeal. But as that sign says right there, can we have the vote sign? On November 8th, on November 8th, on November 8th, there's going to have judgment on the illegitimate Biden regime. And quite frankly, and quite frankly, Nancy Pelosi and the entire committee. And we know which way that's going. Here we go. Either they've already been turfed out like Liz Cheney, right, or have quit like Kinzinger and other Democrats. Or they're about to be beaten like Luria and others. Or they will lose their power and become a minority and Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, Tom's Chairman Johnson, all of it. Yep. This is a, this is a, this is democracy. This is democracy. The American people are... If you, I'm, I'm going to interrupt real quick. If you listen closely, it's the lefties in the back. There's a ton of people there protesting Bannon being there. A ton of people. They're, they're there screaming and yelling about how he's a threat to democracy. He's the problem. While he's being jailed for refusing to talk to the government. 
Think about that, folks. In America, would our founding fathers stand up for that? No. We need more of our founding fathers in our lives. Steve Bannon is one of the, these guys. We will look back on this time in history. Historians will look back at this time in history and shake their heads. There will be a few people that will come out as heroes, new founding fathers of the new America. Steve Bannon's going to be one of them. Hey, in measuring what went on with the Justice Department and how they comported themselves. They're weighing and measuring that right now, and they will vote on November 8th. They will vote. Hang on. They will vote. Hang on. They will. They will know. They will know. They, 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 can I go ahead and finish? Can I? Thanks. They, on November 8th. On November 8th, the American people will raise judgment, and we will broom the Biden administration ends on the 8th evening of the 8th of November. That's and right. Let me be, let me, some Listen to them. They know what's coming. The Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, will end up being the first yep. attorney general that's brought up on charges of impeachment, and he will be removed from office. Thank you very much. There you go. That's what they're afraid of, folks. They know what's coming in three weeks. They are scared shitless. I keep saying it. They know what happens next. This is what's driving them crazy. They, there's nothing they can do. It's a freight train coming down, this, uh, coming down the line at them. They know they can't stop it. Unless they do something. That's been my contention. I've said it time and time again. I may be wrong. But I don't see how they allow this election to happen. They're going to not only lose power. They're going to go to jail. Because people like myself, Steve Bannon, and others that have been fighting this for two fucking years, those of us who have lost so much over the last two years, whether it be reputation, careers, businesses, clients, whatever, we're not letting this stop. These motherfuckers have to be held accountable. We're going to need you to do that. We're going to need your voices when we start stepping forward and saying, okay, now's the time that they're held accountable. Get them in front of a goddamn jury. Showcase the information of what they've done to the American people. And we're going to need your help. You cannot be silent on the sidelines saying nothing's ever going to fucking happen as we're fucking doing it. We need your help. Steve Bannon's going to need your help. Trump is going to need your help. Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the voices that are fighting all across this country, Carrie Lake in Arizona, Look at what she's doing in Arizona, the battle that she's up against. And she's not stopping. She's not relenting. They're not stopping. They're not stopping, folks. I keep telling you, if you would get on board, we could move this country forward. You've got to get off your fucking asses and stop worrying about what is happening on social media, what's happening on TV. You've got to look at our nation for what it is. And for those of you who have already joined and are doing those things, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those of you on the fence. They've been waiting or claiming that nothing's ever going to happen. You're the reason nothing's happening. You, the people who are doing nothing and saying that nothing's ever going to happen. The moment you pick up and get, pick up your ass and get off the, off the chair, get out of your house and get into your community to find out what the needs are in your community, things change. You're, the, the way that you look at things change. Because when you get involved... When you get involved, you stop allowing people to cheat because you see the work that you put into it, and it's not fair. The first thing that goes through your mind, this isn't fair. I can't allow this to happen. That's how I got involved. 
because I've seen the unfairness of how things happen. I'll give you an example. In the state of Indiana right now, Eric Holcomb is the governor. He's adamantly against marijuana coming into our state. He doesn't want that into our state until it's, you know, done legally through the federal government, where they lift the tax. They don't have the authority to do that in the first place, but we'll move on with that. But that's what he says. They've got to, they got to make it legal federally first. Meanwhile, he and his cronies are meeting with the people who are going to become the new marijuana people in the state of Indiana. And it's going to be through the state. This is what we're hearing. It's going to be very similar to what it is in, in Illinois, where it'll be a state-run process. The state will own the marijuana. Or it'll be friends of the state, if you get my drift. This is how they do it, folks. This is how they, they, they give these, these, each other these little gifts Okay, if you support me here, I'll allow you to be the grower of pot in Indiana. You'll be the ex- exclusive grower. But you've got you've to support me in this campaign. It's all corrupt. From the top to the bottom. And we've got to get rid of these professional politicians and the attorneys that are rampant throughout our justice system. That are, that are, that are um, rampant throughout our political system. I've said it time and time again. Good attorneys are nothing more than trained liars. They want you to believe something that may be counter to what the truth is so that their client can get off. Now, it's the American system. I'm fine with that. If you go into a, if you go into a court and you've got a great attorney, that's awesome, right? Let them do their job. But the problem is they didn't stay there in the courtroom. They want to be in politics now, and they're doing the exact same thing with law. They're the same ones that go in and, like Ron Klain just said, uh, Biden's chief of staff. Be thankful for what we're doing. Just take it, people. Fuck you. We'll get to that here in a moment. If you don't wake up and become a part of the system, if you don't wake up and get involved, the system is going to fucking eat you. They will eat you, your family, and everything that you've ever owned, everything that you've ever worked for, they're going to take. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds like a James Bond film. But let's look at who the characters are currently. Who are the characters in this movie that we're watching? Klaus Schwab? I mean, he's the perfect James Bond villain, if you ask me. The accent alone does it. But it's the crazy part of what he wants to do. The things that he's done in the past. For example, um, a few weeks ago, he put forward a plan through the WEF where he wanted to put little globes of plastic in space to shield the Earth from the sun's rays to cool it down a bit. Let uh, Let me put something in your head here. When I look at global warming and all this bullshit, I always ask the exact same question to people. Why do you sleep? Huh? Why do you sleep? Why do you sleep 8 to 10 hours a day? Why do you sleep? Why do you have to do that? Why does your body have to shut down for 6, 7, 8, 10 hours a night to be able to relax and rejuvenate? Well, they say, well, that's it right there, to relax and rejuvenate. Why? Why do I need to do that? A tree is alive. For all we know, trees don't dream, which means they probably don't sleep. So if, 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 we do, if they don't have to sleep and they're a living organism, why do we have to sleep? Why do all mammals sleep? Why do we do it? All mammals do it. Think about that for a moment. All mammals sleep and we don't know why. Well, because, because they're tired. Okay, what makes them tired? Why do they? Well, because they've done a lot. Okay, but why does that make them tired? What runs you down? If you just eat more fuel, shouldn't you be able to get right back up to where you are? Why do we have to shut down and sleep? Here's another one for you. 
What happens when they give you anesthesia? Doctors don't know. They don't know why it works. They don't know why. There's a disconnect between you, your body, and your brain when you go under general anesthesia. They don't know. They have no idea. They've got theories, but they don't know. Now think about that. People are going to tell you that they know everything about the planet and they don't even know about their own goddamn body. If we can't, if we can't tell you, if scientists and doctors can't tell us why we sleep, should I believe doctors and scientists that they know exactly what's happening with the planet and everything that we've got to do to change things around? No, they don't. These are guesses. And what we're finding is that we've got enough money in the system now that these millionaires and billionaires are coming in and they want to they want to try these things. They want to do new things. They want to put plastic balls in space to guard us from sun rays to cool the planet down. Okay. Well, let's just say that that doesn't work. And it's detrimental. How do we get the fucking balls back out of space? It's kind of like those nanoparticles floating around in people's bloodstreams. Once they're in, they're in. How do you get them out? Well, you don't. It's it's permanent. That's what's scary, folks. These people are fucking morons. They're very educated and very stupid. They don't see the consequential... Uh, the the um, the consequences of their actions. They don't see that what they're doing could potentially be dangerous. No, it's it's like you know the doctors that they created Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein. Remember, we don't know the name of the monster, we know the name of the doctors. At what point will they start calling vaccines Fauci's? When's that going to happen? Because that's where we're getting. And now with the CDC now pushing off and saying that they're going to make the vaccines mandatory for children, there's a reason they did that, folks. They may never give that vaccine to kids. It's possible they never give it to kids. But by classifying it for the kids and putting it into the vaccine regimen, now the, the drug makers are off the hook for being sued. No. You know who gets sued? The American people. If there are vaccine harm, vaccine cases of vaccine harm, it doesn't go against Pfizer anymore. No, you and I get to pick up that tab. Congratulations. Congratulations. Got another story here about uh, COVID. What's going on? From the Gateway Pundit, caught on camera. Indian gym trainer dies suddenly of heart attack while sitting on a chair. He's just sitting there and croaks. A man in India had a heart attack and died suddenly while sitting on a chair on Sunday evening. The man, who has been identified as Adil, 33, worked as a gym trainer at a fitness center. Adil was uh, rushed to the nearest hospital by his workers, but he was announced dead on arrival. The shocking incident was captured by a surveillance camera on the gym and is now making rounds on social media. We told you. We told you this was going to happen. I think it's funny that um, it's so bad right now. When I say funny, I'm not talking about the incidences of people dying. That's sad. It's tragic. We warned you. We told you this would happen. But I think it's interesting that Google has now hidden those results. You cannot find sudden and unexpected deaths on Google. Go try it. They're hiding them. A few weeks ago, you could. I made several videos on social media about it where I showed here's the people either dying or here's the the announcements of their death. And you'd read through and They were healthy and did great, and all of a sudden, gone. How does that happen? 
Maybe the Bible was right. <laughs> Maybe the rapture isn't going to be those that were saved. Maybe the rapture of those who took this fucking drug. And that's the disappearance of half the earth. If you're a theologian, look into that. Is that a possibility? Who knows? But all I know is we've got a bunch of sudden and unexplained deaths. The insurance companies are scared shitless. Because what they're realizing is their actuarial tables do not account for sudden and unexplained deaths in the millennial, millennial age range from 28 to 42. They don't, they, they don't see it. They didn't account for this. So it's going to cost them billions of dollars to pay off these debts as people continue to die. It's not going to get better, folks. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. The other big news that came out about COVID here in the last couple of days is conclusive. COVID-19 was man-made in a laboratory. Without a reckoning, even more deadly pandemics are on the future. A blockbuster scientific article published on October 20th, 2022, analyzed the restriction sites of COVID-19, which are cutting and pasting markers for viruses constructed in the laboratory. According to the authors, COVID-19 was the restriction site fingerprint that is typical for synthetic viruses. We've been saying it from the get-go. It's always been the Kung, Kung Flu. It was made and it was weaponized. Oh, that's not possible, Kramer. You're crazy. Oh, well, well Boston College just made the, the, the Omicron um, variant 80% deadly? Nobody had any problem with Omicron. Omicron was like, hey, it, just, it was here and gone. But no, Boston College was not a, a, Boston, a Boston University. I think it's Boston University. Has now manipulated what's called gain of function, They've manipulated a harmless virus into one that has an 80% kill rate. I want to say that again. They took a harmless virus that only took the very weak, and now they've made it that it kills 80% of those, regardless of who get it. Think about that. Now, NIH came out and said, hey, 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 we, we didn't tell them to go do that. We didn't have anything to do with it. Doesn't matter. It's done. Pandora's box has been opened. These motherfuckers will not stop. They want you dead. And now here we are three weeks before the election. Oh, what would happen if, oh, I don't know, Democrats lose. And somebody gets, um, gets upset in the lab. He says, fuck it. And releases this Omicron that's got an 80% kill rate in mice. What do you think would happen? You ever seen the movie 12 Monkeys? Same kind of thing, folks. Go watch that movie. <clears throat> Go watch 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis. It's a time travel movie based on exactly what's happening right now. Someone who gets upset and thinks there's too many people on the planet, so they release a virus. Think about it. it sounds insane. It's true. We just found out that this Boston College, Boston University, has taken a virus that, that was harmless. It had mutated harmless and they added things to it to make it more deadly. Oh, you know, to understand it. So we get a better understanding of it. Returning with the story, the synthetic fingerprint found in COVID-19 is not a feature of naturally occurring coronaviruses, but is common in lab-assembled viruses. In addition, the type of mutations that differentiate the restriction sites in COVID-19 are characteristic of engineering. And the concentration of these mutations in the restriction sites is extremely unlikely to have arisen by random evolution. 
Both the restriction site fingerprint and the pattern of mutations generating them are not characteristics of naturally occurring coronaviruses, but are nearly university. I'm sorry, I can't even read this morning. Are nearly universal in synthetic viruses. That is, there is no pathway by which COVID-19 could have evolved from coronavirus found in nature. I'm going to say that again so you can repeat it. you got to remember, memorize this line. That is, there is no pathway by which COVID-19 could have evolved from a coronavirus found in nature. It was man-made. We've been saying it from the beginning. We were called racist, xenophobes, haters, uh, uh, science deniers. No, we, we looked at the fucking science. That's how we got here. That's why we understand what's going on. We looked at the numbers. We said it doesn't, it doesn't fit. What you're telling us is not jiving with the fucking numbers. Well, you're not a Dr. Kramer. How could you possibly understand what I know? I've been to university for 82 years. I'm educated. I can read a spreadsheet, dumbass. Numbers are numbers. I don't need to know how to make a virus or how to make a vaccine. I can look at the numbers. Your numbers don't jive. Going back to the story. The authors concluded that their findings strongly indicate a laboratory origin of COVID-19. These recent scientific data, taken together with an abundance of other evidence, prove that the COVID-19 pandemic was not caused by a jump from animals to humans, as claimed by prominent members of the scientific community, prestigious medical journals, and government officials. Stated simply, they lied in order to cover up their own malfeasance. We've been saying it for two years. For two years, we've been saying this exact same thing, that they've been lying to us the entire time. Because the data that they were giving us didn't make any sense. Said it before, you don't have to be a doctor to understand how to read a spreadsheet. And when you put the hard numbers on the spreadsheet, you can see, wait a minute, they said this should happen and it's not happening. And the moment that we spoke up about that, what, had happened? what happened to us? We were canceled online. And now we learn that the Biden administration and government officials have been working with social media platforms to silence dissent on this subject. Folks, you don't need to silence people if you're trying to help them. If you're doing what's best for them, you don't have to silence them when they say, hey, this ain't working. No. Only evil dictators, people who have something else in mind for you, and it's not your best interest, those are the people who silence you. I've never silenced anybody for any reason whatsoever, ever. Because I'm not trying to hide anything. Are you? That question is for the Democrats. That question is for everybody involved so far. Every one of them have something that they've got to talk about in front of a jury, in front of a hearing, in front of congressional members, and not these fucking trials like they're doing right now with January 6th. That's a show trial. They know nothing happened. They, they just want to paint people with a brush of being a terrorist. Let me remind you, and I'm going to say this out loud. Our founding fathers were the domestic terrorists of their day. Revolution is our birthright. I'll say it again. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, all of them domestic terrorists of their day. If we had, if King George had had an FBI, guess what? They'd be in jail right now. Just like the protesters of January 6th are sitting there, uh, going over a year in prison without any help, without anything, being beaten, being starved, being uh, treated like shit, simply for protesting. 
Do we see that happening on the West Coast? Is anybody who is involved with anything on the West Coast in Oregon, L.A., uh, let's come back into the Midwest, anything in St. Louis during Ferguson, anything up in, in, in Washington, uh, um, uh, where was uh, Kyle Rittenhouse? I always forget that city's name. But up, up in um, Wisconsin, or Michigan, rather. Did any of those people that started fires, the, the $2 billion in damage, the 60-some people that were killed, straight-out homicides, have any of those been arrested and tried in front of Congress? No, they haven't. That shows you that what's going on in this country right now is that we are living in a banana, banana republic. We have not been under constitutional rule for at least two years. We're not playing by the rules, folks. That's why I keep saying I don't think this election is going to happen. I don't see how it can happen. I don't see how the people that know their crimes, they know what they did. They know what they're culpable of. We all know what they're culpable of. We know what they did. It's clear as day. They can't hide it. It started in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. That's when the push of what we're seeing right now started. They lied to us for an entire campaign season, telling us that Hillary Clinton, all the way up to the day of the election, that Hillary Clinton had a 99.9% chance of winning. I'm sorry, 99% chance of winning. Trump only had a 1% chance of winning. That's propaganda, folks. That's not reporting. That's not polling. That's propaganda because it was nowhere close to true. They were trying to tell you to stay home. It's not even worth your time to go out and vote for this man. Hillary's got this in the bag. There's no way Trump can win. 99 to 1. Propaganda, folks. You know why? Because they knew what they were guilty of. They knew that if they got into office, if Trump got into office, that they could potentially go to jail for for what they had done. And then the rhinos turned. Flake, Romney, Cheney, Kensinger. Yeah, there's more. But those are the biggies. Three of the four are gone. They're no longer in office. Why? Because the American people are waking up, and that's why the Democrats are so fucking scared about what happens here in the next three weeks, two weeks now. If you don't get out and vote, and I know, it seems like, hey, why, why do that? Why would, I, why would I go out and vote, Kramer? Why, why would I go out and vote? If I go out and vote, it, it could be, they could cheat, and they could. But they do it this time. This time it's going to be different, because now we're looking for it. We're already starting to see it. Washington Post is is calling out people for voter intimidation because a man was caught on camera dropping off, being a mule, dropping off multiple ballots. They edited the video so that um, it didn't look the same. Isn't that wild? This is the days we live in, folks. The powerful do not want to be found out. The benefit to the, the nation... The thing that our founding fathers gave us is two things, two of the most important things on the planet. The First Amendment, they said it's a God-given right. Even we founding fathers, we're not giving it to you. We're just pointing it out. The founding fathers didn't give us any rights. What they did is they recognized the rights that we have for simply being born on this planet, in particular on the soil that we're standing on right now here in America. That's what they realized. That because you're born doesn't mean that you should be put under the bondage of anyone for any reason. Doesn't matter what your skin color is. Doesn't matter what your religion is. 
And for those of you who said, well, they were slave owners. Yeah, that's what they did in their day. We fixed that, didn't we? That's what they meant when they said, we're going to form a more perfect nation. Not perfect, more perfect. It's always growing. But being more perfect doesn't involve taking anyone's rights. Well, what about the right to kill the unborn? What about the right for abortion? That's not a right. Killing someone, that's a right? You're a fucking moron if you believe that. Because that child, regardless of what you want to call it, regardless of how you want to relabel it, you know how they relabeled vaccines and they, they changed the definitions? Well, they do the exact same thing with this abortion issue. Well, that's not a baby. That's a clump of cells. A clump of cells that if you don't do anything with it will turn into a fucking baby. Odd, huh? Cancer's a clump of cells, too. If you leave it alone, it'll fucking kill you. That's the difference between a fetus, a child, a human being, and a clump of cells. The context has to be correct, folks. It's one of the things I learned in physics. I, I took physics in um, my sophomore year. And I, what I, ha I didn't have um, in my first semester, I, I didn't have algebra. I'm sorry, it was not my sophomore. It was my, um, it was my um, uh, junior year. Uh, no, it was my sophomore year, sophomore year. So I took it my sophomore year, and uh, I, had not, I hadn't had algebra yet. And so I didn't, I didn't understand uh, numbers. I didn't understand context. I didn't understand group. I, there's all the things I didn't understand. Uh, and so I failed that class miserably. Uh, my physics class in my sophomore year was the first class I ever failed. Ever. I was always an A-B student. More A's than B's. <laughs> uh, that's not bragging. That's a fact. Uh, and here's the funny thing about it, folks, is that once I got the education, I took algebra. My... my Teacher came, he says, do you understand any of this? I go, not a word. I don't, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. So I couldn't do any of the equations. I'd gotten put into the class by mistake. So they wiped it from my record. I got to be able to take algebra the following semester. And the first semester of my junior year, I took physics again and set the scale for the class. You have to know the numbers. You have to have things in context. And the first thing that you learn in physics is all the units have to be the same. If you want to find out what inches... Per inches per second are or miles per hour are, you've got to know your units. You've got to put everything in context. And once you ever get everything down to the lowest common denominator, then you can start doing your equations. And you can do them without abandon because now you're talking the same exact units. That's what we've been doing with all this bullshit in government for the last two years. We've been looking at the fucking numbers saying they don't fucking add up and running our equations. And for that, we're a threat to, democ to democracy. If you haven't heard yet, the Biden administration is now, well, they're looking into the Elon Musk purchase of Twitter because, you know, it has um, some money from Saudi Arabia that was um, put in through uh, funding in China. And they say that it's a potential national security threat, that, that Twitter being taken over by a guy who wants to bring free speech to the planet, well, that's a threat to democracy. That's a threat to national security. This is a new article in Bloomberg. They're afraid, folks. They cannot allow the American speak. They cannot allow the American people to speak freely, because what will happen is, the moment you're allowed to speak freely, and they don't divide us on ideological lines. Because if you go to Twitter, you cannot get you cannot get in in liberal Twitter without actually going over and trying to get in there. They no longer allow us to see stuff from the other side, and vice versa. So what it is is very tribal. We don't have any conversations. I was on a, a podcast last night where I said, you know, it's, it's funny. 
Um, on TikTok, there's a creator who's always up my ass. I mean, this guy is always making videos about how he hates me and I'm an idiot and yada, yada, yada. And, and I can look past that because he's got other content on another channel where he's awesome. This guy is phenomenal what he, he delivers. I love his content. I love watching. I love listening to him talk. And he's very knowledgeable about winemaking. And I've gotten into it. I'm not going to make wine, but I think it's interesting. And I love how he talks about it. Very educated. But when he goes to the political stuff, he's up my ass. Here's what happens. He will never look at me as anything else other than an enemy because in his mind, he can't see me as anything else. And folks, we are so much more than who we voted for. Don't you think so? As Americans, we've got to get past that. Well, what's holding us back? Social media. Social media platforms who have designed a system that they put everybody into their little category, just like Democrats do. Everybody's got to be in a box. Are you gay? Okay, that's a good one. We'll check that one off. Oh, you're trans too. Awesome. You're an indigenous person. Mm, that is cake. That is icing on the cake. Let me tell you. That's how they think. Instead of saying, so you're an American. Welcome. They got to put you in a fucking box. Do you know why? So they can ostracize you when they need to. Well, you belong to this group. That means you're this. You hear how stupid that sounds? Because I voted for Trump, I'm a racist? I'm a racist? Because of what he said. And what he said, you took out of context. So fuck you, you fucking cunts. I'm tired of playing this game. If you're tired of playing this game, um, get on to KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com is a new free speech platform. I put it together. It's mine. The rules are simple. Don't be a goddamn dick. Don't do nudity. And don't show racism. Those are the only fucking rules. Don't be a racist. Don't put pussy and dick pictures upon the platform. And don't be a dick. It's easy. Very easy. Oh, and here's the other thing we've built in. Um, we have a moderation system in place. So if you see something that isn't correct, you can report it. So far, we've been up a week. We've got one report so far. One report. Here's what's interesting of what we've done. I got tired of the report getting my content reported by people who just didn't like me. And there's no recourse. I couldn't fight it. I couldn't do anything. Well, I own the platform now. It's mine. Kramer says is mine. I pay for the servers. I pay for everything. It's mine. There are others working with me, but it's mine. And I decided to play by my rules. So when we set it up, there's a moderation system. You can go in. I can go in and look, and I can see what, if you complain about something, I can go see it. But if you're doing it because you're just mad at somebody, you're the one that gets booted. Doesn't that seem fair? You don't get to cry wolf and not pay the price when it's a fucking lie. That's why the leftists, the Democrats, will probably not be on this platform very much. Because it's not going to be allowed. And I like what um, I like what Gab said. Uh, in their terms of service, we went through and read several terms of services to find out how we wanted to, to manage ours and so on. And in, uh, in Gab's, um, we stole it, in fact. It's the same kind, we've got the same ideology that they do. Yes, we have, a moderate, we have a moderation system in place. You can complain about somebody else's post. You're free to do that. Doesn't mean that we're going to do anything about it. Just because you were offended doesn't mean that we are or anybody else with um, half a brain is. If you go to social media just to report other people's content, you're there for the wrong reason. And we don't need you on Kramer Says. See where I'm going with this? It's the grown-up thing. Let's close up with uh, this here. Ron Klain, who is Biden's chief of staff, 
He just told Americans that, um, be happy. We're selling off this oil. We're, we're selling off our strategic petroleum reserves. We're going to sell off the, the SPRs, and, and, and we're doing it for the American people. Now, if we go to war, we're in trouble. By the way, Trump wanted to completely top off the, uh, the reserve at $24 a barrel. And Congress, Democrat Congress, said, no, we're not spending that money to do that. That's stupid. Why would we ever do that? And Biden the other day was proud to announce that they were going to top off the reserve with $70 a barrel oil. Three times as much. They're either incompetent or they're doing it on purpose. And anyway, they've got to go. On Thursday's broadcast of MSNBC's Morning Joe, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, by the way, I know Ron, uh, he's from Indianapolis, responded to criticisms by Republicans that strategic petroleum reserve should only be used for emergencies and that President Joe Biden is using it for political purposes by stating that he can't take Republicans seriously because we had Republicans say, hey, he needs to do something about gas prices, and then we did something about gas prices, and now they're like, well, don't do that, and that the Biden administration has been releasing from the reserve for the past year, which has lowered prices. It has not lowered prices. Prices are rising again. Why? Because that's not the answer. That's like, <laughs> that's like saying we're going to take money out of the bank. We could make money. We could make our own money. We could go to get a job, and we could work, but we choose not to. Okay, that's the analogy of not drilling. So we're not going to go work, right? We're going to take money out of the bank. Shouldn't be a problem. Well, how are you going to put money back in the bank? Well, when we put money back in the bank, we're going to do it for three times more than we, we had the opportunity to do it three, three or four years ago. Think about that. The Biden administration is saying, fuck you. In fact, Ron Klain goes even farther. Be happy what we're doing. We're doing this for you, folks. Right now, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain. Uh, Ron, I know, I know you're focused on uh, on your own election coming up, the the, the midterm elections that are going to determine where this country goes over the next couple of years. But uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you sure. uh, your reaction to the chaos going on in Great Britain right now. Well, you know, Joe, the president will have a statement out this morning. All I want to say in front of that is that our country's always had a special relationship with the United Kingdom without regard to the partisan affiliation of our president or the uh, politics of uh, their uh, prime minister. Uh, that's uh, going to continue uh, no matter who the U.K. Uh, uh, picks as their next prime minister. We're going to maintain that special interest, special yada, relationship. Yada, 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 there are so yada, many yada, things. Blow, 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 yeah, blow, blow, blow. That smoke up the British in common uh, with the United Kingdom, particularly right now in terms of combating Russian aggression in Ukraine. Here we uh, go. We're going to work very, very closely with whomever uh, succeeds Prime Minister Trust. I, I want to ask you about the White House plans to lower fuel costs, but before I, I get to the decisions that you all have made uh, that uh, Republicans have been critical of, I want to... Now, did you hear what he said there? The decisions you all have made, not what Biden has made, you all, you folks, you folks running that White House right now. By the way, Joe Scarborough is an idiot about the Saudi decision uh, to, to, to cut back production, a decision that even uh, people close to the Saudis were shocked by and said uh, made very little economic sense. Um, what, what is America's reaction? What is President Biden's reaction to that after going over to Saudi Arabia on a trip that was politically fraught, but, but he did it uh, for uh, because 
uh, in part because he did want cooperation on it. Yeah, I, 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 he, uh, hearing, he can't get through it because he doesn't know why Joe went. The reason Joe went hat in hand to Saudi Arabia is because he's got to get oil into this country, but he can't drill in this country because his side will get pissed off at him. Oil is oil, people. Doesn't matter where it comes from. If it's going to burn, it's going to hurt the ecology. If it's going to hurt the planet and bring full, it doesn't matter where the fuck the oil comes from. Why would we go to Saudi Arabia to get oil if we've got it in our own backyard? It's political. It's all political. Klein, by the way, is a moron as well. Energy issues and strategic issues. Uh, how, how does the Biden White House respond uh, yeah. to the Saudis' inexplicable actions? Well, as the president said, we're re-examining our relationship with Saudi Arabia. Uh, and I think there are members of both parties in Washington who want to see that happen. Uh, but I think it's also important to know the president went to Saudi Arabia uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, one was to talk about, uh, you know, overall strategic cooperation. Look, the goal here right now is we are trying to rally a global coalition to combat Russian aggression in Ukraine. The president's had historic success. So to do that, what we're going to do, listen to what he said. It's back to Ukraine. Ukraine is why your gas prices are so high. Not the fact that Biden said in his on his campaign trail that he was going to end fossil fuel in this country. Nah, it has nothing to do with that. It, it, it's all Russia. It's Putin. The fact that they've stopped all drilling in the U.S. as far as new leases and so on. No new leases. Nope, can't do that. And then the left will go, well, there's plenty of leases out there. Yeah, they, they've got the leases. That doesn't mean there's oil there. They get the lease and they go look if there's oil. Just because they've got a lease doesn't mean there's oil in that ground. You can't listen to the reasons they give without investigating what they just said. you got to find out why they said it the way that they said it. Listen to Klain as he keep, continues to stammer about what Joe Biden is doing right here. That uh, Bringing Europe together in an unprecedented way, uh, growing NATO in an unprecedented way to combat uh, Russian aggression. Uh, we would like the Saudis uh, to join us in that coalition. Uh, and to help the world uh, check this outrage in Ukraine. And we're going to continue to try to press the Saudis uh, to do that. Uh, we need as Okay, Clay, are you ever going to talk about why gas prices are high in America? He's making a case for the Saudis now to join their coalition against Russia. They're not going to do that. But he continues because he's a moron. Countries as we can have combined to prevent uh, what this this outrage, this horror in Ukraine from going on. We know that Russian oil uh, is the key to funding that war, and we're going to do whatever we can to try to prevent the Russians uh, from using their oil uh, profits and proceeds uh, to fund uh, that uh, horrific event that's going on. In okay, you've heard him talk about this, right? That now think about this from an economic standpoint. We're going to, we want, we want to strangle Putin's ability to sell oil on the open market, to be able to fund his war. Meanwhile, we're going to stop U.S. production that drives prices up globally, giving Putin more money in his pocket for the same exact oil. I'm going to say it one more time so you fully understand it. We've stopped drilling. We're not drilling in the U.S. We're down. Our production is down. So with production down, it drives the cost of oil up all around the globe, everywhere. Putin gets to benefit from the fact that we're not drilling because his oil is now more valuable on the open market. When you hear these asshats talk, you have to know the exact, you have to, again, go back to what I said earlier. You have to know the context of what you're in. You have to know the, the, the variables 
that are being used. You have to know it's algebra. You have to understand all the complexities of this, this algebraic problem that has been set in front of you and understand that if you don't do it in a certain way, you're going to get this answer. Well, where are they all right now? Is they're saying that it's all of Putin's fault. We're not drilling. It's driving up oil prices around the world, and it's Putin's fault for Ukraine. Our gas prices have nothing to do right now with Ukraine. How do I know? Well, because Joe is going to drop 15 million barrels of oil onto the market from the Strategic uh, Petroleum Reserve to bring down prices. What if we just allowed the oil companies to, I don't know, drill 15 million barrels, pump 15 million barrels? Two things happen. Prices come down, the reserve stays where it is, and we fuck Putin. I know. That's too common sense, isn't it? Here's the moron speaking again. Right. So, so Ron, the president announced that uh, we were going to be releasing... By the way, I should, that's confusing. Both of them are morons. 15 million barrels of yeah. oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Republicans, some Republicans have come out, been very critical, said that... That should never be tapped into, except in cases of war, and that uh, the president was only doing this because an election was a couple of weeks away. What's your response to those criticisms? Well, I say, first of all, we, we had Republicans say, hey, he needs to do something about gas prices. And then we did something about gas prices. And they're like, well, well, don't do that. Well, because you don't <laughs> you don't raid your savings to 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 aid yourself in an election, because that's what it's about, folks. Look at the markets. The markets for the last several weeks have been so hectic, so chaotic. Thousand-point swings over two- and three-day periods, time and time and time again. It's chaotic. The system is about to collapse, and it's because of this bullshit here. You cannot drain the system of energy. You cannot drain the system of employees. You cannot drain the system like we've done over the last two years, and they've done that through these shutdowns and so on. The whole process started with the shutdowns. I'll give you an example of how bad it is. In, in January, February of 2020, I was making about $700,000 a year. I'm not making that now. Nowhere close. Because every client, every kind of client that we worked with, from live entertainment to straight business-to-business marketing to business-to-consumer marketing, they've stopped. Why? They don't have the money, folks. It's gone. It's drying up. Yep. So those jobs are gone. And it's not just me. One of the, uh, another major uh, advertising agency in the city of Indianapolis just went belly up. Same exact reason. I called and said, what's going on? And they said, well, they said, um, you know, what you experienced a year ago, we're going through right now. Yep. Told you. It doesn't get any better. And it doesn't get any better because these morons are not economists. They're politicians. They don't care about how it affects you as long as they get the vote that they need. Now, listen to what Klein says here. He says, the Republicans said do something, so we raided the savings account. And they said, well, don't do that because the savings account does not do us anything. It only depletes the savings. We've got the fucking ability to drill our own oil. Let us drill our oil. That solves the problem without raiding the big the piggy bank. So it's hard for me to take the criticism very seriously. Look, we've had a policy this year. What he says, he doesn't like to take that criticism very seriously. He knows what he's doing. He knows how dangerous it is. He doesn't care. Release 
from the Petroleum Reserve and its work to bring the price of gas down. Over the summer, it fell 98 days in a row, in part thanks to those releases. And by the way, but how much did it cost us? How much did it cost us? And by the way, that oil that was sold, yeah, it went to one of Hunter's buddies in China. Several, several million barrels went to a, a former, former uh, associate of Hunter Biden's in China. Imagine that. Hey, not just us. The president worked to get other countries to do the same thing. India did a SPRO release, uh, Japan, <clears throat> South Korea. We brought the world together as part of this effort, again, to, to uh, deal with the consequences of the Russian war in Ukraine. Um, 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 nope, nope, Ron, that's not true. Nope, prices were on the rise way before Putin ever went into Ukraine. Another fucking lie. You fucking cunt. Brought the price of gas down uh, all summer long, uh, almost a dollar fifty, and then uh, you know around this after. And then about the time the the oil that we put on the market, as soon as it dried up, well, prices started to rise again. So instead of allowing oil companies to drill in the U.S., we're going to go back to the savings account, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and we're going to dip into it again. Saudi Arabia it started to go back up a bit. So the president again brought the same tools to the table. Part of that was the release from the reserve you mentioned, Joe. But also part of what he announced yesterday was setting a price to refill the reserve, which gives the U.S. oil industry incentives to continue to explore and to produce more. Did you hear that? He will not allow them to drill. Let me put in place what Joe Biden has done, the way that they play with words. He said a few weeks ago that he was going to pardon anyone who had a conviction for simple possession of marijuana. Well, he can't do that at the state level. He can only do the federal level. Do you know how many people that was? 1,100. 1,100 people. Because simple possession is what you get busted for by the cops, not by the feds. The feds don't worry about simple possession. They do that initially. That's a charge initially to get you on a bigger charge. Now, of the 1,100 people that had simple possession charges, guess how many also had trafficking charges? <laughs> yeah, those aren't being given up. Nope. They're still going to stay in jail, folks. Because all of the federal simple possession charges were also tied to people who were trafficking. And they've got bigger charges. They're not getting out of jail. They were pardoned on that part, but they're still in jail for the trafficking part. They're fucking liars, folks. You can't fucking trust them. We're going to see record oil production in this country in 2023. We want to continue really? responsibly. We're going to see, we're going to see record oil production. Why, why haven't we seen that over the last two years, Ron? Why haven't we seen that in the last two years? What's the problem? Why haven't we, why has the Biden administration been so hard against fossil fuel? Because that's what the left wants. That's what the new world order wants. That's what the WEF wants. That's what the UN wants. That's what the WHO wants. Any acronym group wants less fuel pumped for one reason only, control. Less energy, more control. That's what they've learned. Kissinger said it. He says if we control the food, we control the masses. They're evil, folks. This is how they think. Increase uh, that as we make the transition to clean energy in the long run. We think this country can have energy security and a clean energy future. Uh, that's the direction we're moving America in. And the president's announcement yesterday uh, is both about the price of gas in the short run and a more stable energy supply in the long run. So how much do you think we would have saved? A lot. If Congress had allowed Trump to top off the uh, reserve at $24 a barrel versus 70, because that's, that's where Biden wants to put it at, 70 bucks a barrel. 
Trump was going to do it for 24. But Trump's a traitor. He's a threat to democracy. He's the worst person on the face of the earth, and he's orange. He's a racist. No, we can't do that. We can't, we can't allow the American people to get cheap oil. We, we've got to do it when it's expensive, because we're Democrats. Ron, good morning. You're looking at the same numbers that a lot of us are. You probably have some even more specific numbers about where voters are heading into these midterms in two and a half weeks on the economy, with the economy inflation being far and away the most salient issue. By the way, while this question is being asked by this talking turd bag, Klain has got this cheesy smile on his face because he knows what he's saying is true. Democrats are in trouble. There's now a five-point to six-point lead for Republicans in the general ballot across the country. That means that in every race where a Republican is up against a Democrat, the, the Republican has a six-point lead, a six-point advantage, or has jumped six points. That's why he's got the smarmy little smile on his face, because he knows that they're about to get trounced unless they do something. And again, we're still two and a half weeks out, folks. Let me remind you, for those of you who think that this is back to normal, it's not back to normal. Hunter Biden is still walking around. The FBI has had that laptop for two years. They know what he's did. They, they know what he's guilty of. He's still walking around free. That's why I know we're not playing by the rules. This is a new America. And anything can happen in the next two to two and a half weeks. Anything. How do I know? Because one day we were all working and the next day we were on shutdown. That's how I know. We're not playing by the rules, folks. And these questions are fucking stupid because it's not going to answer the problem. The problem is, is that we've got people either inept, incapable of doing the job, or they're working against us. And in either way, they've got to be removed from power before it's too late. So my plea to you is to do two things. Number one, go join Kramer Says. <laughs> get onto the new free speech platform, KramerSays.com. You can get there by KramerSays.com or Kramer Says Social. Get yourself an account. Get set up and get some freedom on you. Uh, it's all over the place. Freedom of speech is there. In fact, the first thing that everybody does, the first thing that everybody does is they post something to test to see if it's going to get taken down. One guy put a whole list of things. Uh, the vaccines are fake. COVID is this. Uh, I went through uh, AR-15s are not assault weapons. He just listed a whole series of things. He got a ton of likes. Got a ton of views. Seems that people on my platform like that content. Why? Well, because it's true. And we don't squash truth at all. Put a lie on there. I'll give you an example. Uh, a lady um, had posted a comment that was incorrect. I didn't take it down. I just corrected her on it. I posted and said, no, that's incorrect. Here's information. She was trying to tie together that Anne Haish and... Um, uh, Jackie Walorski, the congresswoman from northern Indiana that was killed in a car crash, that they happened within a short period of each other. And she's trying to tie those together because they were both investigating child porn or child harm. Um, it's interesting that um, whether that be the case or not, uh, the witnesses the witnesses on, uh, on the scene said what happened in Jackie Walorski's case. Um, the witnesses who survived the crash said what happened. So there's there's no confusion about what ended up happening. We cannot make lies. We cannot, we cannot make conspiracies out of things that are just happening at the same There's a difference between correlation and causation. Just because things happen at the same time don't mean they're being caused by the same events. There's a great site online you can go take a look at. I, I cannot remember the name of it, but it shows correlation and causation, right? So there's a ton of correlation in things. And it's amazing that um, the the higher, like in Sweden, this is one of the numbers they put up. It's, it's, it's interesting that the... the the, the, the um, let's see, I get this right. In Sweden, if you get a divorce, you're, if you get a divorce, 
those that get divorced are just as likely to be killed in certain ways. And I can't remember what it was, but if you get a divorce, you know, you can die of this thing. They don't have anything to do with each other. They just correlate. They're not causing each other. These, these motherfuckers try to make you think that what's happening, that what they're aligning right now is because of this, the war in Ukraine, that it has something to do with oil prices. It does not. If the American oil producers were allowed to go produce and do what they were supposed to do, it would take off. Again, just like it did under Trump. So go get yourself some freedom over at Kramer Says. Jump in there. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Explore it. We've got new things coming online. We'll be introducing a blog right after the election. You'll be able to keep all of your information, all your political facts, everything in your own blog in this on your profile. The other thing I want you to do, besides joining Kramer Says, is go vote. Vote in person. Day of. Fuck them. Don't let them cheat your vote. We're already seeing that there's problems in Maricopa County. People are putting up on social media that they're getting a prompt saying, thank you for, for voting. We've received your vote. They haven't voted yet. They've, they've still got their ballots. They're showing their ballots. I haven't voted. How is this happening in Maricopa County? We know exactly how it's happening. So again, go vote day of. Do not count people with your vote. Do not trust people with your vote. Don't trust them. Get there. Stand in line. Do the right thing. It shouldn't be a month of voting anyway. But that being said, it's all that's that's all a different argument. But my point is, is that you've got to go vote. If you want change in this country, you've got to go vote. And here's the thing. Don't just stand back and say that nothing's ever going to happen. Get involved. Use your vote and your voice. Don't be afraid. Because right now, people are speaking out about what's going on in Maricopa County. They're going to social media and saying, listen, I just got an alert from my phone that says, thank you for voting in Maricopa County, and they show their ballot. They haven't voted yet. This time we hold them accountable. It won't be like it was in 2020. Nope. This time, people are watching. This time, people are going to get in trouble. And if you're a poll worker, you're a poll watcher, you're a security person, and you start to see weird shit going on and you're concerned that you can't get the information out to social media because it may get squashed, send it to KramerSays.com. That's why we built it. Free speech. It is not coming down. The only way that Kramer Says comes down is if the government takes it down by force. That's it. It doesn't happen any other way, folks. We're not going anywhere. And by the way... If you're an advertiser or a brand and looking for someplace to advertise, that's what we need right now to support Kramer Says and what we're doing. Giving free speech is not free. So we're looking forward to supporters who want to help spread the message of free speech by promoting their products on our new platform. If you haven't been there yet, go get it. KramerSays.com, KramerSays.com. You can also go to KramerSaysSocial.com. In any way, get your ass there, get yourself an account, sign up, and get yourself a handful of free speech. With that being said, my name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Friday, October 21st. We'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. We'll see you then. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.